When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Back Ram fans, this is Rams Up, your favorite LA Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at LA Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host Tom on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Episode 337, it's 49er week. Not your typical 49er week, though. Kind of has a preseason game feel to it, and I think that's how it's going to play out. Bunch of Rams already getting rolled out, including Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup. Kyron Williams, and Brock Purdy will be sitting for the 49ers. But we still have a 49ers-Rams crossover segment for you coming up here. Tom Quartz and Rob Stats Guerrera of the Gold Standard Podcast talking Rams 49ers football. Before we get started here, episode 337, let's talk about a player who wore number 37. How about Sam Shields? Had a pretty prolific career with the Packers, seven years there suffered four concussions, and then took some time off. And then on March 8th, 2018, the Rams signed him. 
Mostly a special teams guy, recorded 22 tackles and an interception, though. He did participate in one of the more significant plays of that season. The Rams were trailing the Saints 13 to nothing in the second quarter of the NFC Championship game. And then the Rams run a fake punt. Johnny Hecker finding Sam Shields for the first down led to the Rams' first score and they rallied to win that game. We all know about that game. The pass interference that didn't get called on Nikel Roby Coleman. Rams win in overtime. So a very short but significant stint with Rams for Sam Shields, and he did play in that Super Bowl loss to the Patriots. Had 21 snaps on special teams in that game. Sam Shields, he's our number 37 for the Los Angeles Rams. Okay, enough of that. Let's get to the good stuff. Tom Quartz and Rob Stats Guerrera. Welcome to another edition of the Rams Up podcast. I'm your host, Tom Quartz, at Rams Beat on Twitter. And today we are joined by Rob Stats Guerrera of the Gold Standard Podcast, also on the FFSN Podcast Network. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing great, Tom. How are you? I'm doing great. A little bit of an anticlimactic week 18 for the Rams Niners. Uh, there's a lot that uh, could have gone the other way here uh, with, uh, you know, the Niners keeping the Rams out of the playoffs or the Rams keeping the Niners out of the number one seed or something. But none of that's happening. So we have, you know, a pretty anticlimactic game, but there's still a lot to talk about. And uh, so let's just dive right in. I mean, what what do you what are the goals of this game for the Niners? Don't get anyone hurt, period. That's it. There's nothing else in this game for the 49ers to be concerned about. Get in and out as fast as is humanly possible. Um, And, you know, I went through like several stages of grief. First, it was, man, I really don't want the Rams anywhere near the playoffs, especially once Stafford like started to pick it up. I was like, I don't like this. Nope, nope, nope. And then it was, well, the Niners lost to the Ravens. Now it's, oh, no. Now that game against the Rams might actually mean something in week 18, and the Rams are looking better and better. And now it's like, okay, the Rams are in the playoffs. So, good. You know, there's nothing there. Now the only thing is don't show the Rams anything interesting and don't get anybody hurt. Yeah, that's true. I mean, from but but on top of that, that's, and I'll just say right off the top, that is clearly the Rams' priority as well. Like, there's, you know, nothing else. Uh, you know, we could fight for, there was a big debate among Rams fans on X, you know, oh, should we go for the sixth seed? We, you know, everybody, I think to a, to a fan, 95% of us thought we'd much rather play Detroit than Dallas, um, for a whole bunch of reasons. But, uh, the McVeigh and crew went with health over, uh, uh, you know, or what do they say? Uh, yeah, health over, uh, over, uh, you know, a, a better position. And so in the playoffs, so. You know, they're fine for fine. Whoever we go, probably it looks, it's looking more and more like Dallas. But for the Niners, I think there's also a, a somewhat of a debate going on about, uh, about the state, you know, not playing for three weeks. You have a bye week, right? So you don't, you're going to, we're going to sit people for one week and then come back and play these guys, right? You've got to sit them. If you're going to sit them this week, then you got to sit them a whole nother week the entire 53 and then come back. So there's always that, what do they call it? Rust factor um, that you have to be curious. How, how are, how is the team approaching that? And how is uh, the, how are the fans, you know, what are their thoughts on it? 
that's been the big conversation. It's like, especially with the quarterback. So Brock's not going to play this week. And that's the big thing. It's like, man, now you're talking 21 days between games. We're not talking about like a Matthew Stafford type, right? Like Stafford's been around. He's seen pretty much every coverage you can possibly throw at him. Like he's going to be okay. But Brock just turned 24 last week. Like he's still a very inexperienced player. Part of me thinks maybe it's not great for him to have 21 days off. But honestly, I think Kyle Shanahan has PTSD because of what happened last year against the Eagles running out of quarterbacks. I really think in his heart of hearts, if you gave truth serum to Kyle Shanahan, he would tell you, if I don't lose my quarterbacks, we're winning the Super Bowl. And so I think he went into this situation saying, look, if we lose, we lose. But the one thing that ain't going to happen to me, we ain't losing because I'm losing my quarterback, especially in a meaningless week 18 game against the Rams. Right. Yeah. It's, it's always a tough conversation and there's been plenty of examples over the years where, you know, these, these teams rested guys and then came out and looked like crap and got beat in yep. that, in that first game. I mean, I, I I'm not going to list them all, but there's some, especially back around 10, 11, 12, there were several teams that just came out, uh, rested guys for uh, a week or two, even two weeks, two extra weeks and, and came out um, poorly. So so yeah, with well, the Rams, the Rams are resting Stafford cup, Kyron Williams, Aaron Donald, Ernest Jones, and then Higby and no boom our backup, uh, our backup linemen are also, um, out because of injury and aren't going to play, wouldn't have played anyway. So who are in, in addition to Purdy, who are San Francisco sitting? So they've been kind of secretive about this, which is really interesting. Kyle has spent a lot of this week, explaining about how like, Hey, I can't rest everybody. Mathematically. It's impossible. They've got some guys that are banged up on the injury report. We know Brock's not going to play. We know Christian McCaffrey's not going to play. I Kyle has talked like Trent Williams is going to play. I find it hard to believe you're talking about a 35 year old tackle. Who's been banged up at the end of the year. He doesn't practice on Wednesdays now as it is because he's Trent Williams and he doesn't need to. If you have an opportunity to give him two weeks to rest, I feel like you have to do it. Although Kyle has been very secretive about that. So I can't really predict with any degree of accuracy. I imagine Eric Armstead is not going to play because he's still dealing with plantar fasciitis. But other than that, your guess is really as good as mine. I think Debo's going to be in there. I think Ayuk will be in there. I think Kittle will be in there. So you're, there are going to be some names for the 49ers. <laughs> you know, Tom, there's just, they're so loaded. You can't rest everybody. Yeah, you can't rest. Yeah, I mean, you got to play at least half the stars. Um, <laughs> no, the, uh, I, 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 think that, I think that Kyle is cognizant of the fact that he has a whole nother week of guaranteed rest for the entire 53. And mm-hmm. so uh, I think that getting these guys with um, first team snaps in practice this week and then letting them play a quarter or two, I, I can see that. I can see him doing that. And then they got their little, they got their work in. He didn't expose them a ton, and you know, it, play it safe on the play calls, and you know, get out of there like you say without any without any injuries. And then you know, let the let the other guys take over. So let's talk about the other guys. Let's talk about in in fact, let's talk about the uh, the leading men. Of the of this week eighteen matchup between these oh, no. two teams, Carson Wentz and Dar- Wentz and Darnold, what do you think about this matchup? I mean, I, can you imagine going back in time three or four years and and coming back and saying, "Wait, I'm sorry, who's who's starting in the uh, who's starting for the Rams and uh, and Niners?" 
yeah, it's like, what the hell is happening? Did I hop in a DeLorean in like <laughs> exactly. 2018? Like, this is so strange. Um, I, look, this is what you're here for. Like, go out there, have a great time, chuck it around. And I keep telling 49er fans, like, because I have, I have just been in a stage of revolt ever since Sam Darnold was signed by this team. I, I always hated it. Because the one thing I feel like that can stop the 49ers is turnovers. And perfect example of that is Christmas Day against the Ravens. Brock <laughs> four picks and they look terrible, right? I mean, he, I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. Darnold comes in and within, yeah, he was a, I think you said this on your, on your pod. I think, you, you know, with, uh, 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 yeah, I'm sorry. Who's your co-host with, with Cohn? Yeah. I think you got, yeah, it was a perfect encapsulation of Sam Darnold within, was it one quarter or even less than a quarter? Whatever it was, a couple of series, they're just like, there's Sam Donald. He can wing it. Yeah, he has better arm strength than Purdy. He makes some great throws. And everybody starts to be like, wow, where's this guy been? And the next thing you know, he throws it into triple coverage in the end zone. And that's that. It was just, you're right. It was so perfect, Donald. It's like he has to throw an interception. Like, well, no one will know if I played if I don't throw an interception. <laughs> that's right. what he does. And he it's we've seen 55 games of it now. Like we know that's what he does. And so I was against the signing because the one thing that can stop this Niners team is turnovers. But this is the perfect time for him to play because there's no stress in this for me. Go ahead, Sam. Chuck it around all you want. And there'll be people that, that tweet out after he has a couple good throws. Oh, I wonder what Sam Darnold would do in this offense. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Whatever. He's going to throw his pick. He's going to have his turnovers. Have your fun now because when the real football game starts a week from now or two weeks from now. Yeah, no doubt. Who is your backup, by the way? Backup. Who, who will be the backup in this game? Oh, it'll be. Um, oh, my God. Uh, now I can't think of his name. It's Brandon. Um, Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, we just brought back a dresser win. So a couple of guys that nobody knows. So um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, um, yeah, so we basically the coaches are taking the same tack. Uh, and I do I do imagine that uh, that Shanahan will rest some guys that are a little banged up and so forth and then get get a lot of them out of there, just like the Rams will um, and in the uh, in the second half. So uh, is there looking forward? This game doesn't matter, mean anything. You have a bye the first week, which is, you know, a huge advantage in this new playoff format with only one team having a bye. And then uh, is there any discussion among fans or, you know, in, in your in your circle about who you want to play in your first playoff game that you would prefer to play for? And, for, and if so, for what reason? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about now at this point, because that's really the next thing to focus on. Although Kyle Shanahan has made no secret of the fact that he is very cognizant of the, the Rams could be in the Niners opponent in two weeks. He's mentioned it multiple times, how he thinks that it's, it's an advantage for the Rams that like they get to, they're preparing for the Niners now and they may have to play them again. Like he's very wary, I think of the Rams. I mean, honestly, how could you not be rooting to play the winner of the NFC South? I mean, whoever it is, pick a team, the Bucks, the Saints, yeah, Falcons, right. they all stink. So you're telling me I'm two home games away from the Super Bowl and one of those games could be against a team that's barely over 500? Yes, please. Sign me up for that. Yeah, no, 100%. And so, yeah, I mean, if the Rams win, then it's going to be the, I would imagine, it will, will be the seventh seed most likely. It'll probably be against Dallas. Um, and then so it'll be either da likely Dallas. 
I'm sorry, the Rams or that or that five seed, whoever wins that, uh, or the, I'm sorry, that four seed, right? Whoever wins that, uh, the winner of the of the South, yeah. What so, I, I mean, or like I want either the Rams, Cowboys, or Rams, Lions in the wild card round. Because I want if if you guys win, okay, I'll deal with that. But you know, I want one of those teams to get knocked out. Either you, yeah, the or the Rams need to be uh, knocked out in the wild card round for me. That's almost that's almost a certainty um, that it'll be Rams, Lions, or Rams, Cowboys. So yes. yeah, for sure, one of those. Yeah, I gotcha. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So, yeah, I mean, what's it... This is moving on here, and then what's at stake for the for the Niners this year? I, mean, I know it's a, uh, the Niners are in the best position they've been in in the, in the Shanahan era. Um, by a pretty significant margin, I think, with the addition of guys like McCaffrey and, you know, and, and Purdy coming on um, that, you know, in, in lieu of Trey Lance, which is now an afterthought. Um, it's just it, everything has kind of fallen into place for the Niners, right? Health is there on, on the Niners side, which it hasn't been for so many years. So 
obviously the Niners are all in. They're continuing to add those defensive linemen. I mean, it's just Chase Young, Sebastian Joseph Day. I mean, how many more can we add? It's just Randy a, Gregory. It's, yeah, it's incredible. Right, it's incredible. So obviously all in, right? And just like the Rams were in twenty one, it's just all in. And so, but what is at stake for the Niners? In other words, if if not this year. Is the window closed? Is it, is it, what, what's that conversation like? Is it, is it all or nothing this year or is it, or is there hope for another year or two or even further of the window being open if not this year? Well, I wouldn't say that the window is closed, especially when your quarterback just turned 24, but like you kind of laid out, if you can't win it this year, when you've had for the most part, now they got some injuries, but you've had health on your side for the most part, you've gotten the one seed, right? You've got two weeks off now. Not only did you get the one seed, remember in 2019, they got the one seed as well, but they didn't earn the one seed until the last play in the last game of the last week of the season. It was Sunday night football. They beat Seattle. They stopped them on the one inch line to beat the Seahawks and they got the number one seed. So they didn't know they were going to be the number one seed this year. You got the number one seed and you knew a week before the regular season ended. So literally all the stars have aligned. And I say this, you know, obviously we haven't played week 18. Guys could still get hurt. But as we sit right here and discuss this, everything has gone the 49ers way. So if you can't win it this year, you got to feel like we're never going to win this thing. So I do feel like that's a very real element to this. And, you know, like I said, there's we've been here before. We've gone to what is it? Three of the last four NFC championship games. They got to get over that hump. You have to. You can't. You don't get that many opportunities to climb this mountain again. And so, like George Kittle said on the sidelines of the Super Bowl in 2019, I will be back. Well, you've had your shots and you haven't gotten back. So you better do it this year. Yeah. And not, I mean, also with a greatly diminished NFC uh, this year, right? Yes. I mean, it's, there is, there are, <clears throat> and, the Cowboys, the Lions. I mean, these are these are the two, the two, and the and the the you know the Eagles are a disaster. I yes. mean, talk about a team on a, on a on a slide. Um, so, you know, the the team that was talked about for the first half of the season as being the you your really only true uh, adversary, right, or or, or opposition um, competition, and the team has just fallen off flat and you're not going to have to play the Cowboys in, in their, in their dome um, where they're, you know, undefeated, they're going to come to you. And, you know, we know how that'll probably go. So yeah, no, it's just, it's almost a foregone conclusion. You're going to get to the Super Bowl, Um, And uh, yeah, it's just interesting to think about those kinds of things. I mean, when you're, when you're in this kind of a place, but good stuff. So, I mean, yeah, this is kind of a tale of two. I wanted to talk about this briefly a tale of two teams, right? I mean, the Niners are this, are this, uh, veteran laden team, right? I mean, I, I, I heard a stat the other day about how many of those, how many of your draft picks have gotten any significant play time. And it's who has, which of your draft picks have gotten any significant play time? <laughs> yeah, well, Jake Moody, their kicker that they, yeah, yeah, Jake Moody. yeah, yeah third round, that's it. He's played a heck of a lot uh, there. <laughs> well, remember, they also didn't have a pick until the third round this year uh, because right. of these deals that they made. Uh, right. Jair Brown, their third round pick, has gotten some run because they lost Talanoa Hufonga for the season. Uh, he's he hurt a little bit. Isn't Brown banged up a little bit? Yes, Brown is also banged up now. 
But other than that, Ronnie Bell has filled in a punt returner for Ray Ray McLeod. He's been a disaster, but he's filled in. Uh, and really, it, it is Jake Moody. Like, you're right. That's crazy. That's they, crazy. Yeah. And, and just to that's just to put a kind of stamp on this the, the versus the Rams, right? With 14 draft picks all making the roster tied in NFL record. Um, and and then you know, the stat that blows me away is that 14 of the 22 starters on the Rams this year played less than half the snaps for the Rams last year. So it's almost a two-thirds turnover of the roster, in essence. And you know, some of a lot of those are new guys. Um but also, you know, there were some injuries where they kept guys off the field last year and they came back. But but 15 of the only seven guys played more than half the snap, seven starters. So it's just a it's a it's a different team, completely different. You know, we're in this rebuild on the fly, if you will, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And um, and the Niners are this veteran latest team. This was supposed to be a down year, Tom. I wasn't supposed to have to be worrying about the Rams. We weren't having this, supposed to have this conversation. Yes. And now I'm here in the playoffs, and, and I just did a show for the Gold Standard Network, and I said the Rams, like nobody in the NFC scares me because I think the Niners are the best team, but the Rams are the team that I think has the best shot to knock off the 49ers because of the familiarity. familiarity. Because I think they have the best quarterback in the NFC. I think Stafford is. I think he's better than Dak. I think he's a Hall of Famer, honestly. And so the Rams are the team that has the best shot, I think, to knock off the 49ers. And I didn't want to have to be worrying about that. For you one bargain for that. It was the Eagles and the and the Cowboys and yes. the yeah. So you know, thanks yeah. for nothing, jerk. I know, I know. I, I we didn't expect to be here. I mean, at all. There nobody nobody did. And and it's just uh, these guys have really uh these youngsters have really stepped up, these for you know, rookie guys you know, Kobe Turner and Puka Nakua and, you know, Steve Avila on the line and, you know, Byron Young on the edge and, and so forth. And then you got a bunch of second year players and Kyron Williams making the pro bowl. And, um, you know, just guys have really stepped up and the team is really gelled around that. And who would have thought that, you know, jettisoning, uh, Bobby Wagner and Leonard Floyd and Jalen Ramsey and, you know, the entire starting defensive line is secondary other than, you know, Aaron Donald would have resulted in this. And so, uh, yeah, it's, 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 a uh, you know, good on the Rams for what they've done. Exciting. It's been a fun season. You know, it's been fun because there's been no expectations. This is the first season, um, at least for the Rams. I think, you know, obviously Kyle and Sean came in at the same, in, at the same time, seven years ago. And this is the first season after the first, after that first season, when, they both, you know, Sean turned it around and Kyle got his footing that since then we've all had, we both teams have had, both fan bases have had expectations of success, right? And, you know, that you grind, that's a different kind of being a fan when you expect to get to the promised land. Mm-hmm. This year is the first year we haven't had any expectations and it's been a very different fan experience. And um, so, you know, we feel like everything, you know, going forward is gravy uh, you know, icing on the cake. It was what they say. And, you know, it is what it is. So, um, we're really planning for next year and, and leveraging all these youngsters and, uh, getting our cap back. We had 80, almost 80 million in dead cap this year, get all that back Got all of our draft picks next year. And, um, so this year is, is just kind of an icing on the cake situation, but a lot of guys developed. So, well, Hey, let's uh, get some final thoughts, Rob, and we'll, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. I wanted to ask you a question actually sure. about, uh, Kyron Williams. Sure. Because, you know, I, I've 
read a lot about how the Rams offense has kind of changed since Todd Gurley left. I remember Todd Gurley and I remember Sean McVay just turning Todd Gurley into this absolute monster. I remember this offense when you had a ground game that was really reliable. How has the emergence of Kyron Williams changed the Rams offense? I think it's completely different. I mean, if you look at the statistics, you know, you can, the eye test is the eye test, but statistically speaking, the Rams are in the bottom five offensively when Kyron and Stafford and cup aren't in the lineup together. Right. And then when they all, when those three are in the lineup together, it, it, I, I've heard, I've heard people say it's number one. There's different ways to go. EPA, you know, EPA and DVOA and other that let's just say they're top three or top five when those three are in the lineup. Right. And it's, I was thinking about today, actually a similar situation to what you guys have experienced with, with, uh, uh, Purdy and, and, um, and, Debo and yeah, yeah, and Williams, right? And we're are all healthy. Yeah, you guys are a top offense too. So yeah, so th- those are our big three. But yeah, it's 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 been a completely different situation. So what what's interesting is that you know after the Gurley after Gurley went down, we really haven't found a run game, and we have the Cam Akers experiment look good a little bit here and there. But what what McVay really did this year to change things up completely were he moved away from that outside, you know, zone run scheme that he and Shanahan really made their, uh, you know, cut, made their, made their money on, if you will, mm-hmm. over the last several years and, um, teams have adjusted to it. You know, it's just, this is a back and forth league and a chess match and uh, offenses get, do something to get an advantage. Defenses catch up and it's kind of happening with that too high zone right now, the Fangio thing. It, but what McVay did to adjust to that is he went back to about a two thirds gap run scheme beefed up our interior offensive line with some new guys, much bigger guys and are really, you know, running a lot more duo and different things, gap run schemes out through the middle and which Kyron really excels at. And, and it's about two thirds, one third and kept a little bit of that outside zone run to keep people honest, but that's really the biggest difference. And that, uh, and Kyron excels in that scheme. Um, he was supposed to be a, he's a fifth round pick. I don't know name. He was supposed to be a, a run blocker and maybe a catch a pass catcher, a third down back for us. Um, and that's it. And here he is uh, a pro bowler, you know? So it's, it's, it is quite a good story, but that's essentially what McVay did. And that has really ignited everything. So, you know, McVay's best attribute as a play caller is, is, and, you know, comes, comes again from the Shanahan tree, which obviously Kyle's very good at too, is running plays that look the same, right? He can run a, he can run a, a run play looks it's a run play and then all of a sudden it becomes a pass play or a pass you know all these motions and everything these guys do you can't read what's going to happen off of those plays and that's what they're that's what those two guys are the best at in the league and it's not even close quite frankly so um and and nikua is getting a lot of a lot of run off of those uh fake run plays you know they look like a run he looks like he's going to block and then he's out He's out on the, uh, in the flat, things like that. So anyway, long answer, but yeah, that's absolutely what's happened. And it has really ignited the entire offense. Well, uh, I respect the Rams. I think that there's a very good chance that the Rams and Niners could cross paths when it actually matters in these playoffs. Uh, I do want to say, I hope that nobody gets hurt on either side this week. Let's get in and out and let's get healthy and then let's have everybody, you know, and may the best team win if they meet up again in the playoffs. 
Yep, 100%. I would love to be talking to you again in two weeks. There's no chance to chat again. Can you imagine if somehow the Rams got the sixth seed, maybe win this game, we get the sixth seed, or or lose this game, and and is a, an, another, you know, something else happens where we get to – can you imagine Stafford going back to Ford Field in Detroit against Goff, who these two guys were traded for, these number one picks, and we got – you know, Brad Adams, who's the GM over there, who was in our front office. I mean, and this would be Stafford's first ever home game at Ford Field. After all those years, he never got a home. I mean, a home playoff game. I mean, it's at that. What's your thoughts on what that storyline would be? It's an incredible storyline. And I'm sure that like he I don't know if he thinks this way or not, but it had to be so satisfying for Matthew Stafford after years in Detroit of just doing everything he could, sacrificing his body. He got beat to hell in Detroit, and they're just struggling. And the second he leaves the Lions, he immediately wins a Super Bowl. It had to be like, see, it wasn't me. (laughs) It had to feel good. And I imagine showing up at Ford Field would be nice because I'm sure he would get a heck of an ovation when he was there. And then he'd probably go out and kick the tar out of the Lions. Yeah, I feel like there'd be such a, a lot of Rams who feel this way. It'd be such a psychological advantage over the Lions. I mean, it just you got your we got your old quarterback. You know, anyway, it, there's so many stories. I think McVay has such a psychological advantage over Goff. I mean, the McVay. I love Campbell. You know, I, I'm a supporter of his as a or a, you know of a, I'm not a detractor of his as a coach like some people are, um, but. You know, it's just it's, it, he's outclassed on the coaching side, just from an experience standpoint. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just everything experience wise. And I also, quite frankly, feel like the Lions are happy to be there. Like at least Dallas, they're pissed off. They keep getting their ass kicked every year. Like they're not in this to win one game. They're not happy to be there. So you know, and teams that are happy to be there and you know, celebrating their first ever playoff game in however many years is thirty years or whatever it's been that's the team you want to play. If you're McVay and you're playing golf, do you walk up to him pregame and be like, Hey, do you need me to tell you who to throw to in the helmet? But I could still do it. I can still do it. Yeah. But actually Stafford made a joke in a, in a, in an interview uh, recently about how he, he goes into, sometimes he'll go into the huddle and, you know, he'll be like, you know, in the huddle, all 11 guys in there, right. Him and the 10 other guys, and he'd be like, he'll be like, guys, I'd, I'd love to give you a play right now, but McVeigh's still talking to me. So <laughs> it wasn't just golf. I get McVeigh wants to get everything out. You know, he's still a young, that young, you know, guy at heart. So it is what it is. So, hey, good stuff, stats. I really appreciate the time and um, our, our fan base does. And uh, looking forward to, you know, hopefully, like you say, an uneventful game. Nobody gets hurt. Everybody's good to go in the playoffs. And, you know, with any luck, uh, the Rams will be meeting you guys again in the playoffs. If if we win, it's almost a certainty we'll meet you guys again in the playoffs. So um, hopefully that's the case. But if not, uh, best of luck to you guys going forward. And, uh, you know, always rooting for the uh, NFC West. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. That's going to do it 
for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.